Alright, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, welcome to Azizi Podcast with the host, Azamir Azizi. I forgot my own name while looking at your beautiful eyes, Sean. And my guest today, Sean Vitalia, my uh, my guest who has been on the podcast for the f- uh, for two times before, right? It's, it's your third time. This here. is the third time. This is the third time. So I'm glad to be back. Besides my parents, you're probably the only person who gets my name right that many times. So I love it. I love <laughs> it. It feels like I appreciate, home. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, you're just saying this is the first podcast that we're recording without holding beers in our hands. And the beautiful terrace, as as you I say. Know. So I know, I know. It's uh, it's still there. It's still beautiful. Nothing really changed. I'm still here. Although uh, my landlord hinted that he might uh, sell this uh, condo soon, like at the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen, whether the new landlord will allow me to leave here or I'll have to find a new place. So you might will you might want to like think about hosting me for a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I'll <laughs> we'll change the view up. We'll change the view up. But Exactly. Um, hey man, like it was a, it was a fun summer so far. You know, we've uh, we've we went to see a boxing match just a couple of weeks ago, where another um, guest of my podcast was fighting uh, Nick Van Tausen. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win, but it was still exciting. How was your impression of the whole event? You know, I really enjoyed it. I think in Toronto we're really lucky, right? Because we're near kind of Brampton, where United has their you know their shows, and they've got these big arenas and this floors tables everywhere and then you've got the lee baxter cards which are you know in rebel they're in a club it's a smaller vicinity it's a little bit more of like a party vibe like two completely different atmospheres and i enjoy Mm -hmm. both of them and as a boxing fan in toronto it's just nice to to see live boxing and in such a unique uh environment I know it feels like we've been long overdue with the with the whole pandemic thing, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's two different vibes with Lee Baxter's show and uh, Tyler uh, Buxton's show. You know, Brampton is more of a, like like he has like an arena kind of thing going on, and Lee Baxter is like a club show, but also with like a little bit of burlesque and glamour or something like that. Yes. I what I mean, I, you know, I'm Canadian, right? I come up on hockey. We're going uh-huh. to see sports. We're heading down to the hockey arena. Maybe we go to baseball. We're, we're going to the Rogers Center. Everyone loves going to the club for the most part, and everyone loves sports. Boxing is the only you know sport that combines the two of them, and it's such a cool atmosphere. And I, we're so lucky to have it. And I, I, re- I really had a good time. So, and it was a good card too. You know, yeah, exciting fights. You know what was uh, also I liked, which I just remembered about that. You brought your friend uh, as well, who, who you guys went uh, box together back in the day, and for him, this was the first time ever seeing a boxing show. Exactly. And, and I love how he was like surprised by like different things and all his questions and all that, which by the way, I should text him. Like he kind of disappeared. He was like such a party guy. And then he just like bounced. Like, where is he? Oh, Bruce, he, he's, uh, he's around. Shout out to Bruce and shout um... out to Bruce, man. We got it. We got to hang out. But anyways, I loved, I loved, you know, seeing everything from his perspective as well. And sh- shout out to Yvette Raposo, who was a guest on my podcast before. And she was with us as well and kindly gave us a ride home. Or at least yes. downtown for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That kind of environment's the kind of environment you need to rope in the casual boxing fan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm someone, I like sports. I'll sit on the couch, turn the lights off, stare at a TV for six hours just because I love the sport. But the average person that doesn't, you know, watch it every weekend, they need a little more something to get into it. And that high energy environment's really what's going to capture those, those new fans and get them coming back for more, get them watching the pay per views. You know what I mean? So, 
Yeah. It's uh, it's oh, great. I agree completely. I agree completely. Have you heard about Arslan Bek Mahmudov uh, in Montreal? He's going to yes. uh, uh, fight Takam finally, like a worthy opponent in like in the past like 98 years. Like we got one. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I, I was, you know, every every so often I'm kind of like, oh, I wonder what happened to this guy. So I'm, I'm on box rec. I go down like a, a rabbit hole yeah. and I was on Dylan Carmen. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, he fought Mahmudov. Oh, I wonder. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Carlos Takam, that's a big fight. And you know it's nice to see such a big fight happening in Canada. I know, like I don't know, maybe we should go see it. I don't know, September I, it is. When in, when in September is it? Because I'm actually going to be there first oh, week yeah? of September anyway. For uh, there's a cycling I race. I think yeah, I think like before September twentieth, like one of those dates. Uh, September is a stacked card for like boxing around the world, especially with Triple G fighting Triple G. for the third time in Las Vegas, and there's also Usyk versus Joshua, like another another dramatic uh, rematch. Uh, anyways, Gabe Rosado. <laughs> Gabe Rosado. Oh, we ain't gonna glass over Gabe Rosado, bro. Your boy's fighting my boy, man. Gabe Rosado fighting Ali Akhmedov for the uninitiated. I was Ali Akhmedov's translator at the Madison Square Garden back in 2019, where, by the way, where Triple G was fighting Steve Rose, who we also saw yeah. uh, on the undercard of Nick Fantasi, which was really surprising for me. Anyways, that he was on the undercard in the club show, but. I guess it is what it is. That's, you know what? I'm not going to complain about a card like that because certain boxing cards are very top heavy. And that mm. card was great because you're like, main event I'm in, cool main event I'm in, like show up and I'm I here for it. more than one fight. So it was a good card. I loved it. Rolls I loved is the it. man. And, and Steve Rolls is the man. Like, I loved his fight. He fought like a warrior. He got his W. And uh, if you guys want to see the last round that he had, uh, it's on my Instagram as well at a double Z. But anyways, man, let's talk about why we're here. You know, I want to ask you because uh, since we've talked last time, you've officially became a chartered public accountant of the Republic of Canada. Is that correct? Chartered professional accountant. <laughs> oh shit! Middle okay. words a little different. Same three letters. That's all we refer to. So United States is certified certified public accountant. So right. in in Canada, it's chartered professional. You got it. Oh, wow. Well, anyways, once again, I'm very excited for that. And uh, obviously, you're moving up in the world. You're working for one of the big four uh, firms. And it's something that when I was an accountant, always been like a dream to work there. So you, you're, you're doing you're, you're doing great things, man. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, because uh, it seems like you understand certain things about the world. And I want to ask about that. No, for sure. We live in interesting times. I mean, you know, the first couple of times we chatted, it was COVID. Now we've still kind of got COVID. It's we've always crisis, pox, right? We've got inflation. We've got yeah airport holdups. It's never a shortage <laughs> of uh, things to keep our days lively, eh? I just remembered, and we're gonna talk about economy in this podcast. But I just remember that last time we spoke, we we really were talking smack about Tesla and like basically like verbally shirting it. And I feel like we finally kind of got our uh, how do you say it? Like come up. Yeah, we, 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 we got it right. You know, Tesla, at the end of the day, I think it went down significantly. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess we can pat ourselves on the back, but I might be wrong. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I keep saying, like, you know, wait a little more time, wait a little more time, and we'll see what happens with Tesla. But, like, I've been saying that since 2016, and it, it I just don't know what to think anymore. Craziest thing today, um, 
like a good Italian, I was walking to get past her, right? I see this guy driving a Toyota Corolla, license plate, no special funny, you know, number threes and E, his license plate, literally Elon Musk, all letters driving a Corolla. I couldn't believe it. But um, oh I, I, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I had to, I had to throw that in. But um, yeah, at the same time, perhaps there's more time for us because I'm. I mean, it, Tesla is down, you know, around thirty percent year to date. And uh, but at the same time, the whole market is kind of down at the same time. So at the same rate. So perhaps Tesla is still holding up there. I've honestly uh, got into Tesla uh, on my way out of the uh, Pearson Airport for the first time, and. Yeah. I was not really impressed. I was not really impressed at all. Like I was, it was the interior was not really on par with like Mercedes or Audi. You know, it's it was just like um, you could see that they tried to save a lot of money on like certain things just because they had to, you know, price a car at a certain level. Well, it's interesting because I remember when Tesla's first came out, right? Everyone remembers the Tesla Roadster. Like that was basically looked at as a sports car, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like now even though they're less expensive, a large percentage of the market still kind of looks at Tesla as kind of like a luxury car. So if they can get that, oh, look, oh, look at that nice car. It's like, oh, it's a Maserati. It's a Tesla, like beautiful. Wow. They, they have a nice car, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reaction from the general populace without having to spend, you know, 80,000, $90,000. Like people are going to be on board. You know what I mean? And yeah, they care yeah. about the technology. They care about the gas savings, maybe more than anything. And that that's, that's what gets people. And in that's cars. what I wanted to talk about as well, which is a good segue. Like when I was uh, riding that Tesla Uber or Lyft, actually, with my uh, Lyft driver, I asked him about like, what do you think about Tesla? And he was very proud to say that he saved a lot of money on gasoline, especially this day. Yeah. Uh, right now it's a little bit lower, but overall, still the prices for gas are very high. Um, things are getting more and more expensive, you know, notwithstanding just gas prices, but also everything else. And uh you know, folks, uh, you know, call it inflation. And that's what I, what I wanted to talk to you about, because recently, I think last May or something, the, or even actually July, uh, there is an inflation report for Canada and for the United States as well. For Canada is um, 8.1%, which is the highest rate, like the hike was since the 80s. And for the United States, it's 9.1%. Uh, in, in short, you know, I understand that inflation means that everything's getting more expensive, but I just want to, uh, kind of talk to you about the origins of that. And, uh, how do you actually understand like what's, what's driving this price up? Uh, what do you, what, what are your thoughts about that? For sure. That's such a good question. And I feel like that's something that's really been a pain point for the average person for such a long time that we're just so used to saying, ah, inflation, ah, Justin Trudeau, oh, Joe Biden, ah, inflation, they're making things hard, but no, like no one steps back to say, okay, but what does that actually mean? So the way I kind of look at it is what is inflation? It's a, it's a general increase in prices and, you know, that results in, in the, you know, a a decrease in the purchasing power of money. Mm -hmm. So basically when does that occur? Right. I mean, it's occurring now for one, um, but basically it occurs when there's more money in the economy than there is things to spend it on. Seems like a pretty basic concept, right? So for example, COVID, everyone's getting SERB, everyone's getting stimulus checks, but let's say I want to buy a bicycle. I can't buy a bicycle because there's supply chain issues. So that's a prime example of more money in the economy than you know things that can... You know, Right. So there's not enough bicycle on the market, but exactly. you know, a, lot of, a lot of demand, a lot of people with money waiting to buy bicycles, but it's not a lot. So as a result, what's happening then? Exactly. So that's the million dollar question, right? How does all of this mm-hmm. happen? 
let's you know really try and for lack of a better word dumb it down right so if we take a very a very micro example to to illustrate a very much macroeconomic you know concept so if we think of a village you know maybe your average village you have a restaurant you've got a movie theater you've got a bank and maybe you've got a bookstore and let's say in the, in this little village you've got a, a local mayor and he he's also let's say the bank manager right he wants to stimulate the economy so maybe he wants to get more people working collect more taxes whatever the reason is right Mm -hmm. So let's say to do that, he says, let's print a whole bunch of money and say interest rates are nice and low. We'll keep them at 20% nice and low. Everyone you know, can afford to borrow money, right? Mm -hmm. So boom, everyone's got all this money. And they say, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not used to this. I'm going to go spend it. So let's say they go to the bookstore or they go to the restaurant and say, oh, we're going to get some Don Julio or I'm going to get the new Dan Brown book now that I've got all of this <laughs> thanks, money, right? <laughs> thanks for the shout out for my favorite tequila brand. <laughs> Top shelf only for Samir, right? Exactly. So that's that's kind of similar to what happened with COVID, right? I was like, oh, okay, people are you know going through hardships. Everyone's going to get served. Here's a whole bunch of money. And everyone says, oh, great, I have this money. I'm going to go spend it, right? Right. And I just wanted to take a pause here to just get to the stimulate the economy part. So usually like the mayor is all like that. They're, they're trying to stimulate the economy to increase like certain types of productivity. But exactly. in the example with COVID and the money and the stimulation was printed out because people lost jobs and they couldn't go to work. So they had to like actually, but like in, in theory, right? That was the kind of like uh, sure. explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But they printed that money to keep the economy going while, mm -hmm. you know, that that is all transpiring, right? So everyone's got all this money. They show up to the restaurant. They show up to the bookstore, whatever. Stores make all sorts of money. You know, everyone likes making money, right? So they're going to say, I'm going to double prices. Why not? I'm going to make more money. Everyone's got all this money. They're willing to pay more, right? So why not? Right. Because again, because they're willing to pay more, even if you're going to increase prices, there's still money in the market with people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's still more money in the market than things to spend it on. So boom, all of a sudden, now your $10 shot of Jose Cuervo in your case, or Don Julio, whatever, Excuse whatever me? your preference Don is. Don Julio, story, don't sir. even say Don Julio. Who, yes. What? Okay. <laughs> so now, now that Don Julio shot that used to cost $10 is now $20 wow. and boom, there's inflation, right? So that's an extreme example, mm -hmm. but maybe now we're going through extreme circumstances. So it's a valid example. So that's yeah. inflation. And let's say fast forward people, you know, you're still going to the bar. You're still buying your, your Don Julio Blanco for $20 a shot, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's going great for a few months. Restaurant owner says, I'm making money hand over fist. I'm going to open up another location. And then plot twist, for one reason or another, the money supply decreases. There's less mm -hmm. people spending money. Restaurant owner is not making enough to keep the second location open. He, shut, he shuts it down. People lose jobs. Economic activity declines because there's less market, money in the market. And boom, there's your recession. Right. So like, how do people like lose money? Like they probably got fired. Uh, exactly. So there's no money to spend. And like with the second location that you just opened, you have to maintain that location, but there is no, like there's no revenue from the customers because customers don't have any money. So exactly. the location had to shut down. So yeah, as a result, it's kind of like a chain reaction. I see. Exactly. And this is always going to happen naturally over time, right? Economy has changed, you know? My grandma would always say, oh, he used to go to a movie for a nickel. And now it's five bucks, uh, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. I can't believe it. it's like it's naturally going to happen over time. Right. But when it happens very quickly, very drastically, that's when you have a problem. And all, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and 
you know, going back, this was a great example, and I and I hope uh, people will sort of like imagine imagine the situation and and see it like mirror it to Canadian market. And I really want to like focus on Canada since both both of us in Canada. In this particular case with inflation, is it safe to say that inflation resulted from stimulus checks uh, during the COVID nineteen pandemic? Similar similarly, how it's been done in the United States. I think that's a fair statement to say, right? Because it drastically increased the money supply. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard to know, right? Because certain industries are more or less, per, you know, protected from COVID. Some are more exposed to it. I think we've really seen a K-shaped recovery from COVID, where certain businesses, let's say Amazon, are booming. Zoom is booming because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where others, like let's say the restaurant industry, for a very long time, massive declines. You're seeing two very extreme examples. But I don't think it was perhaps as severe for as long as people thought. Mm-hmm. But there was still that mass reaction of, okay, we're going to give out all this serve. We're going to be giving out to maybe people that haven't actually lost their jobs because we're just trying to get the money out ASAP. We're not doing our due diligence. So again, mm-hmm. money supply goes goes way up. You know, I, I do remember the the reckless spending in 2020-2021 when in Toronto the patios were still open. I, I very rarely go out to restaurants. I prefer to cook at home and just uh, very financially savvy not to toot my own horn, but like that's what I like am. And, yeah. and I sort of expected that, you know, that's why I was very like uh, bearish on the restaurant industry. I thought see, this will be the sort of trend where people will just kind of stay home and, and cook at home and all of that. But when the stimulus checks started coming in, uh, I saw a lot of youngsters, like like professionals, like really going all out in uh, uh, in the restaurants. Although you know, no one was really working, and therefore, like I'm hearing that they were spending a lot of stimulus checks uh, on going out. And and I guess that was kind of originally the plan. You know, that was kind of the purpose of them, so that they can support the economy. Right. But I I, I do feel that at some point and i still see that in uh in a lot of people like i i see and we've been discussing that a lot um oh wow i didn't expect i think zoom just uh shortened 60 minutes to 30 minutes do you see this message i see that message i think you uh you can only do half hour meetings unless you have um interesting it used to be it used to be so, it used to be 60 minutes that's wow. okay what we can do is we can navigate the teams after if you want to take it to teams microsoft teams uh, that doesn't we'll have a that doesn't have a time limit, but we'll we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, but let's wrap it up this episode. I actually do want to keep them short and less than an hour, so maybe that's actually a perfect example. Blessing in disguise, boom. Yeah, because you did mention you did explain inflation, and we did talk about it. But basically, I'm saying that a lot of people are still spending, and I feel like this music is about to stop, and we're uh, I don't know we're gonna see who is uh, who's left without a chair, so to say. Yeah. There's a lot to be said, I think, with having a lot of liquid cash at this time because you never, you know, markets have been all over the place. And most people have lost, you know, if it's the average person investing in like, you know, an S&P 500 portfolio, they've lost a lot of money recently. Right. And I think there's not something to be said for people that are just being conservative, keeping all this cash on, on hand. And it's funny. I was talking to my dad about this. I'm like, it's, it's crazy economic times. Like, you know, as a young person, I don't know what to do. I think about buying a house, markets all over the place. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's very unstable. I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? He's like, well, all you can do is just save all the money you can and whatever happens is out of your control. Just save all the money you can. Right. And yeah, that's, that's good advice for the average person. And Mm -hmm. the economic times are what they are. And 
you know, there's a lot that we can't change. There's people all over the news right now arguing about whether or not we're in a recession. And I can go into that. And if you want and talk about, are we in a recession or not in a recession? Fact of the matter is inflation's a problem. Mm-hmm. We got to do what we can to cope. And for me, that's just save as much as I can and hope for I the agree best. With that sent- I agree with that sentiment on saving. I'm, I'm really trying to be conscious about my money uh, as well right now. But if, if you had to like, uh, sort of a gun to the head to explain like or at least answer whether we are in recession or not like what's your as in yes or no question is it a yes or no for you well okay well, look i mean it's most people <laughs> let me really try and simplify it right so when you think of a recession mm-hmm. th- generally three three things need to happen to be a recession first one is duration so six months or two quarters of mm-hmm. a decline in the real gross domestic product Mm-hmm. USA, for example, they've seen that two consecutive quarters GDP has mm-hmm. gone down. Mm-hmm. Second one is so that one's Canada. Down. Canada, we were good. We actually yeah, Canada's not too bad. Canada's not too bad. Yeah, Canada's not too bad. Um, the second one is like the depth of the decline, and that's what kind of gets people. The U.S. the last couple quarters decline in GDP has been about you know one percent hovering around that, mm-hmm. and in some of these really extreme cases your decrease is like 5%. So people are like, well, it's really not that bad. It's basically not changing that much. So are we even in a recession because it's negligible? Do you agree with this? I'm just going to interrupt you right away uh, since we have six minutes left. Yeah. Do you agree with the sentiment that the definition of recession should be changed or like like the United States government does not see this as a, a definition of recession, the two negative growth uh, uh, quarters in a row? I don't really care what you want to call it. Like it's, if you think back to COVID, like I didn't really care whether or not it was a, a pandemic. It's, it, it was the problem at the time and it needed to be addressed and we needed to take defensive measures. You can say, well, technically it doesn't meet the definition of it. We've got some economic uncertainty right now. It needs to be addressed. And uh, to quickly wrap that up, the, the third definition is diffusion. So like, you know, how widespread is it? And that's another one that gets people because people are like, you know, the auto industry is suffering, the airlines are suffering, but energy is great. And it's like, well, you can't just point to that and say energy is great. So we're not in a recession. It's, it's really not that bad. Look, problem is, you know, inflation's yeah. getting pretty out of control pretty quickly. And you need to take defensive measures. Whether or not you want to call that a recession, that's your, that's your prerogative. But how long do you think we're in this? Like weird, uncertain time? Like, is it going to be like years or we're going to rough it up in 12 months and, you know, go back to partying what's happening here i don't think it's going to get back to what it was you know i I know there were some pretty heavy bull markets right in the middle of covid right at the beginning of covid i don't think we're going to be back to that time anytime soon but like from personal experience like my portfolio was down double digits and now it's you know down mid single digits so we're slowly getting back right and i don't think we're ever gonna you know get to that booming you know bull market by the end of the year but right is it as question. bad as people think? I don't know. Okay, so you're saying, so you you kind of you actually didn't really answer the question. Do you think it's going to be a longer time or not? Like in terms, like what's your prediction? I don't think we're going to look at the Great Depression, but I don't think it's going to be like very very extreme for a long amount of time. I don't think it's going to necessarily revert itself immediately. It'll take some time. It's probably not going to be the best economy. We're probably going to be experiencing losses for a little while, but yeah. I, I don't like... think it's going to be that severe where, you know, job and, and unemployment rates were as high as they they were, you know, 2008. 
but also I'm an accountant. What do I know? I'm not a CFA. I'm not an economist. <laughs> I know my debits and credits. This is not a financial advice. <laughs> this um, is not financial advice. Yeah, I honestly, in my opinion, I feel like it feels like it's going to be a death by a thousand cuts because you always feel yeah. like you 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 you're waiting for this crash, but it never happens. It's always just gonna like slowly slowly stagnate, and it's just like you're gonna get into this weird situation where not not nothing is really in the bull market, and you're just gonna be like, okay, I guess I guess I'm just gonna switch my behaviors and all of that. But, That's uh, what got me with COVID was there was such a change mm -hmm. in the, you know, kind of external environment. And it didn't feel like that much changed economically. And I'm like, we are going to pay for this at some point. And you almost <laughs> just kind of want to get it over with. Like, you don't yeah. give everyone thousands of dollars and, you know, oh, everything's fine. Like, no, like yeah. there's there's ramifications. Sean Battaglia, thanks so much for being on my podcast. And uh, it was great speaking to you about economy, inflation, and of course, our favorite subject, the sport of boxing. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. And hopefully, I'll also see you in Montreal in September, uh, where we might see a great heavyweight uh, fight. Sean, thank you so much. If uh, you want your uh, our listeners to reach you somewhere, where can they reach you? Yeah, they can reach out to me, uh, say Instagram. I'm not a big social media guy, but shoot me a message on Instagram. It's nice and easy. I got my handle nice and early. So it's Sean Italian, no underscores, no funny business. Oh, just wow. my name, one word. So I'm lucky. Just begging to be verified, man. This is a great handle. <laughs> it's a money mark, money maker, you know. Oh, yeah. Some rich Sean Vitalia comes around and wants to buy it. <laughs> oh, man, that's smart. I love that. All right, Sean, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate your company. And hopefully you'll be on my podcast again soon. And we're out. And we're out.